You should like, do the intro in Spanish today. <laughs> why, why? Why in Spanish? Bienvenidos a Jurassic Conoces a Miguel? And welcome to Welcome oh to God. My Dungeon. The George W. Bush Spanish version. <laughs> this will make more sense as we continue on in the episode. <laughs> but uh hi, uh, I'm Gabe. I'm Sean. And with us this week we have a very special guest. Uh my name is Ben. Ben is a friend of ours. We've known him for a while. Uh we've played with him before and we're happy to have him on the show this week. Yeah. yeah. Known you since Pesterchum. <laughs> that was eight, almost nine years ago. That's, Oof. I don't want to think about that. Got some grandpas here, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. Uh, so let's, let's do a little... A little uh, Introduction for you. Yeah. Let's get uh, to know you. Let our, let our listeners get to know you. What was your first tabletop role-playing game? Uh, first tabletop role-playing game... Um, I actually didn't start playing until I was in college, which was still a long time ago. Um, and I think it was 2008. Okay. Um, my, my brother actually, um, invited me to do a game that he was in with his friends and, um, it was 3.5 at that time. Um, I think fourth edition was released later in 2008. Um, so yeah, I, uh, played a few characters that were kind of bad and I didn't like, um, <laughs> it happens. Um, yeah. I kind of bit became like my, my shtick is that I just played horrible, horrible characters. Um, like they weren't good at anything. Um, I, I had a bard that was more well known for hitting his own party members than the enemy. Wow. So, so that was my introduction. Um, then, uh, f- did a couple of games with that group. Um, uh, let's see. Um, I think I did a couple of games in fourth edition, but not very many. And then there was this big old long dry spell. Uh, until I got involved with you and Gabe's uh, uh, tabletop efforts over the internet. Yeah, we've uh, done okay. many in our in our uh, in our days. Yeah, I don't know. For for me, it kind of like just really starts and gains steam with the the Unbound game. Mm. That, uh, mm-hmm. I don't really remember much before there, but I, I we started do I started being a lot more involved after that. Ah. Uh. So yeah, I, I, I don't know if they mentioned on the podcast before, but uh, Gabe uh, DM'd uh, an Unbound game. Uh, Sean was in it as well as me, and I think... Um, it was Say and Zoe, yeah. Yeah, Say and Zoe. And I think it was Say and Zoe's first time playing anything. I also uh, think so. So, yeah. Um, that was 
an enormous amount of fun. I still have really good mm-hmm. memories of that. It's my character from there. Bridge is one of my favorites I've ever played. He was a really interesting character. He was yeah. basically <laughs> Eldritch touched, uh, something like that. Um, it was a really cool background. I liked it a lot. Yeah, like otherwise a, a drunken mountain man who did not care about anything or anyone. Um, I, I remember getting us out of a few scrapes where everyone else was too proud or, or too, uh, you know... <laughs> Like, oh, I'll never talk. And I'm like, F you guys. I want to live. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a very interesting cast. I, that, that was a fun game, actually. I remember it. It was Bridge, uh, your character, Sean. Uh, it's another name with the B, actually. Um, his name was like Borealis or something. Yeah, like something like that. Like the old soldier, basically. The who had, like nut. Yeah, he <laughs> had like an ancient, uh, like alien, alien weapon. gun. Yeah. yeah. There was um, uh, Lusa, uh, who had a dog. Uh, ah, right. That was Saze, yeah. Yeah, yeah Saze's character Saze, was Lusa. And then, about the dog, wow. And then uh, Zoe's character was like the pyromaniac who loved mm-hmm. explosives. Shoot, I forgot his name, but... Uh, Kerrigan. I don't remember. Kerrigan, Kerrigan. exactly. Oh, Thank yeah, that's you. right. And he was, he was like a uh, former noble, former mercenary little shit, and it was so fun. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, yeah. if I think if I remember right, he like he was like basically that anarchist for like a really shitty group and something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yes. God, yeah, no, that would. Ugh. Undone is such a good game. I really wish I could find the group to play it again. Maybe I'll look into this card sometime. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was great. Like um, interesting system for sure. Like. I'm also better yeah, like at, at DMing now, so I think I could do a better I think job. Y'all too. Are? <laughs> I think we all. Yeah, are. honestly, like. Um, players yeah, too, I, yeah, yeah, that too. Um, though, if if you want some horror stories about really bad players, just ask my brother about me sometime. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, not proud of it, but <laughs> no, I've been a bad player. I remember one with uh, Gabe DMing. It was like a one shot too. It's like I couldn't decide on my character. It's like I want him to. Be, I want him to be like Aaron. No, I want him to be like Dio. I want him to oh be like Oh my this. god, right! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the monk with no name, right? Oh, uh, no. Yeah, the, yeah, that was his. I, that was uh, his name. No name. Like I was just all over the place. Like I must have gave gave a headache. But. It was it was fine. It was it was for like a one shot, so it was okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, it's. Um, oh, I'm just gonna stumble. Uh, uh, can't talk uh so yeah that uh that unbound game was great and yeah about doing that again it for example like listening to like the adventure zone which is like pretty much the only like play podcast i listen to because they're good at radio Mm. they are yes i i don't i don't know it seems sort of dismissive of others but i have attention issues and, and they're, they're a very well edited podcast that knows how to make a good podcast yes yeah so it's easy for me to do it mm. so yes, yes, i'm not yes. saying it's others are bad it's just i yeah like critical role is like four, four hours long i uh yeah. and that's uh I, hard for a lot of people i i pretty much have to like the best time for me to listen to critical role is to go shopping at Walmart at morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that makes sense. 
So, like, literally, that is that is when I get the best, like, you know, emphatic critical role. And I'm going through very, very, very slowly. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, but, like, um, how, how things were in uh, the Unbound game, really, I, when I listen to uh, the Adventure Zone uh, uh, Amnesty, I'm really strongly reminded of it. Like, the sort of, like, big collaborative uh, thing between all the players. And right, right, right. No, no real hard mechanics, just really just trying to figure it out <laughs> yeah plus i love the the way that you use a deck of cards in that game instead of uh, mm-hmm. dice it was it was such a neat concept i'm so glad i backed that I, game yeah and like i kind of want to play it again but have a little twist i would like to uh try something with a tarot deck instead Ooh, um, that'd be neat on, on the gm side probably or i don't know i'll think on it more but like yeah i have like, more than one tarot deck so that's cool but you know yeah like just being able to uh, put a little twist on it for creativity and stuff, you know. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we'll talk on that more, I suppose, in the future. Yeah, so we we can talk it. about that at a later date. Maybe we'll do an episode yeah. of the show about Unbound. That'd be neat. Yeah. Uh, but so let's... yeah, we spent a lot of time on that and just reminiscing, being like, ah, oh, wasn't that great? It was great. It was, <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I mean, like King of that's... the King of the Hill sipping a beer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's. Yep. But mm-hmm. also, it's really awesome too because that's how like Zoe and Say got into it. Like, it was such a great introduction for them, and now they're they're you know nerds along with us, you know, doing the <laughs> game. So yeah, I'm actually I, I run a game that has both of them playing in it too. So there it goes. I'm very envious of both of you. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess Gabe. I don't know if Sean plays a game with them, but no, not so they're both really fun to be. In a game with, oh, yes, they they, they, they bully me too much. That's what yeah, like. that's yeah. what it is. They just they just pin Sean down in mm-hmm. a corner. They're actually very him. racist. Zoe's um, <laughs> 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 been on the show before. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> fine. She knows it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So I don't know. It's just like that. That one little pin point or whatever just like open up a whole bunch of things for a lot of people yeah our whole group yeah um that's how i got introduced to sean um we -hmm. later all of us were in a uh, one shot that turned into a mini campaign Mm. that was a dungeon delve that had yes wrapping gargoyles that was good (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in that was waifu sphinx guess Um, what guess what i played as (laughs) a monk yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it was great. Um, um, uh, I was a warlock. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. yeah. It was good. It was good. It was a lot of fun. And then, and so on and so forth, I ended up DMing my first game in a long while with a Say in it and a couple other people, and that didn't... Oh, and um, Mudora. Do any of you know that? I do, actually. Yeah, Mudora I know was them. in that game. Is that was that the lost mind that I was in as well? Oh yeah, that yeah you were playing yeah. a monk. Yeah, <laughs> you love yeah. monks, Sean. <laughs> you, you think? I wonder. I, I don't Man, know. Man, you you scraped out of so many situations that you should have died. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You literally played a monk last night, Sean. <laughs> My favorite moment, though, is when, um, say, as a rogue, as a first-level rogue, walked into the room that had a whole bunch of goblins and a bugbear in it, and with, like, 
and like managed to only got hit by arrows and managed to get out alive. Like mm. they should have died. They should have died. That's so good. My takeaway was that from that campaign was I rolled a twenty on a wolf, and I was like, "This is my wolf now." <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is now my animal companion. Speaking about problems with action economy, y'all just like bowled through all the other rest of the account counters because you had those wolves. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. All right. Um, so, so yeah. Okay. So yeah, th- we were talking a little bit too much. So sorry, sorry. Let's let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's, <laughs> how about what's your favorite character that you play that you mm. played? I think I answered that. It's Bridge. Oh, Bridge. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just great guild dude, and um, I. It was. I think it's the first time I've played someone who is like really selfish as a character because. Like, literally, I'd play, like, paladins and stuff like that beforehand. And, um, I mean, honestly, with the character, I had no idea what what this character was going to be. And I just kind of wung it, winged it the entire time. Mm. And it turned out great, I think. Um, and that's just sort of like, you know, I think it ended up being a very sort of chaotic, neutral kind of character. But I wasn't trying to do that. So it mm. ended up not being bad. So... <laughs> um, no, he was good. Yeah. He was a good character. He was uh, fun yeah, to have uh, in the campaign. And I remember because like that was like the first time I was like, oh man, like when I was introduced to Ben, I was like, oh man, this dude is such a good role player. He's like really good with his character. Like I, I was thinking Ben as, as like a really experienced and a really good player. He knew his shit, you know. <laughs> that, that that was my first impression of Ben, which came crashing down later. But, <laughs> Once you actually got to know him, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when, when when you had to be in a game that I DM'd for the first time and I was not a good DM. Oh my god. No, no, no. You were fine. You did well. So, um, but yeah. No, I mean, fair. But, like, I mean, I'm not saying, like, I didn't do well with Bridge. Like, I, I did try. And I, I what it what you end up developing into, I, you know, certainly went with that. And But, yeah, that was real fun. And I remember there was a throwaway comment in the uh, source book for Unbound. Like, you have to have, like, a an overarching character goal. And one mm. of the throwaway examples was to briefly travel at the speed of light. Ah, right. I remember that. Yeah. And, um, I think I caused no amount of like frustration to Gabe trying to pursue that. Uh, we found an alien ship and that had been embedded in the ground. And I was just, I was going nuts. I was like, Oh yes, finally, finally. And Gabe's just like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, <laughs> Once again, I want to play Unbound. This is all just making me want to play Unbound again. Oh man, fuck! I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I got the gang together and just made you nostalgic for something. So anyway, next question. <laughs> what like what like what are some of your uh, some inspirations you've had as a player or even as a GM? Um, like what what's what are some things that inspire you when creating your characters or as a GM uh, creating the campaign? Oh yeah. Um, see, I, yeah, I do both. Um, I mean, with uh, with like Bridge, for example, my my inspiration was like westerns, like the Mountain Man. The, mm, right. You know, okay. The sort of like kind of crazy, but makes sense too. Like they're just nuts because they don't have anybody to talk to for months, you know. But they know how to survive. Um, that's general things. Um, yeah, I just take try to in, take inspiration where I can. Um, 
now that I think about it, I'm probably greatly inspired by Westerns. Like I've watched a lot more than I ever thought really, but yeah, I have. Ah, a man of fellow um, taste, a fellow man of good taste. <laughs> I love, I love Westerns and especially like, like gangster movies and Westerns about bad people. I love that because like, like Tarantino movies mm-hmm. are, are pastiches of like, can there be honor among thieves? Right. That sort of question. I, I, I love that. It's, I love Westerns. So I'm definitely there uh, on the same page with you. There's something about that sort of like, and, and there's so many different ways to look at it. Like you can have a story about a hero or a villain or an anti-hero or a reluctant hero or even a reluctant villain forced into a situation where he doesn't want to be in. There's, there's, there's a lot of room to like, look at these things and, and explore these things in a different way with westerns that i i love specifically about that genre yeah westerns and gangster films i really like gangster films too even you i don't know if there's a gangster film that isn't like kind of over the top but like even got guy Ritchie films with like lock stock two smoking barrels and snatch yeah oh um, god um just I I, I kind of in like Carantino films again, uh, just the sort of like bare like morality play that plays out there. Um, yeah, it's I don't know. I like it. Um, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I, so I definitely feel you. So and um, fantasy, like my brothers read a lot more fantasy than I have. Like you can pick up like a horrible uh, fantasy book that's mostly missing its cover from a used bookstore. And my brother's probably read it. Um, and I, I mean, I've read Tolkien. I've read other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You've read a lot. We can imagine. Uh, Brand Sander- Brandon Sanderson. Um, right. Interesting. Um, I think I like sci-fi a little more like the expanse series. I've been, recently getting into and it's it's really fun cool the book specifically um cool, cool, i've cool, not cool. seen the show um even though i hate the main character he's the worst kind of boy scout who thinks he's the hero but actually just messes everything up and makes everything he touches worse that's good but i can't stop reading it <laughs> <laughs> well that makes him interesting he's flawed he, yeah oh he's extremely but i i kind of keep feeling that the story thinks he's the hero but he's not He's not. <laughs> but, yeah, and um, well, as far as, like, recently, like, as far as, like, DMs go, I gotta say Griffin McElroy. Um, re- listening to The Adventure Zone is what finally gave me enough confidence that I could start DMing again. Um, because I'd had some bad items, you know. Yeah. Stuff falls apart. You, you sometimes blame yourself. Yeah. Whether it's true or not. Uh, but, like, he went from like zero to like doing what he wanted to do. And that's probably the biggest like thing there is like, he didn't try to be, you know, some sort of like platonic idea of the DM. He looked at it and he was like, okay, I want to do this. And that, that alone was really helpful for me. Like I can just do whatever I want. That's yes, it's true. You can't, that's true. You can just do whatever you want. And it's usually, as long as you find the right people, it, yeah. it turns out great. It's true. Of yeah, course, it and, definitely depends on your players too. But yeah. a lot of it is like having that actually click. It's like, wait a minute, this is my campaign. I mm-hmm. can do what I want. I am the rule book. Yeah, and 
like I want to say, like during my uh, when I did Lost Minds of Fandelver, which incidentally Griffin did and ended up being like, "This is boring. I'm going to do my own thing." Um, <laughs> uh, the entire time, like Sean was trying to like pep talk me, he's like, "You don't have to follow this. You can do whatever you want. You can do this thing. You can do this there." Like every single session, he was like, "You know, you don't have to do this. You can do whatever you want." And it just never clicked. It never clicked. So yeah, I finally understand, Sean. I finally understand. Yeah, there you go. I'm sorry that it wasn't you. I had to you take the white part. man to tell you the truth. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe I walked into that one. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know we love you, Ben, and I'm just kidding. I mean, the the (laughs) most... Sorry. It wouldn't be funny if it wasn't at least a little bit true, so... Oh, ow. Thank you, Gabe. Oh man, but no, for sure, for sure, and that's definitely advice for everyone listening as a GM or wanting to get into a GM. Yeah, um, definitely, you know, read the module, read the rule book, get inspired, and then, like I say, just toss it to the side, do your own mm-hmm. thing. And I kind of wish I'd learned that lesson a little bit earlier, and I probably could have. I don't know what end, end up uh, ruining that. I I, I I will tell you that you didn't ruin anything. It, it was. Lots of fun anyway, my friend. Don't worry about that. But um You scraping out of it. everything that should have killed you, that was <laughs> I was biting my nails the entire time like when you were in action and it was it you just you just kept not dying. It was amazing. So that's just, that's just luck. That's luck. <laughs> yeah. I mean to be fair, you had the lucky feet, so <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah. So this is gonna be a long one, I'm sorry. What's your favorite mechanic from uh, tabletop yeah, TTRPG? I couldn't even remember what the rest of that was. Um, that is an excellent question. And one that I'm having a hard time thinking about right now. Well, I think you um, mentioned some earlier with uh, from 4E. You were mm-hmm. mentioning, uh, you mentioned several of them. Oh, yeah. Um, that might not be on the recording, but uh, I'll go ahead. And from 4th from edition, which um, there's a lot of hate towards it during the time mm-hmm. and i still there i was, still is yeah i think it's less be since there's you know it's in the past now and you know nostalgia glock goggles and all that um i don't even know if that's a real phrase uh, <laughs> um but uh i was part of that because you know i was a nerd then but sure uh my only real criticism now is that it's the fights are just really long they're just really long mm-hmm. but there's a lot of part of it that i like so um Uh, the bloody mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, enemy is reduced to half hit points. Something happens. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, it's like the, like the extra, some, I think Sean or Gabe, I forgot, said the extra health bar on the boss or like that thunder mm-hmm. wave thing that the boss does in a fight or the like. second phase. Yeah, the second phase. Um, if you're fighting a red, like an ancient red dragon, it gets like an extra attack of everything, an extra breath, an extra mm-hmm. swipe, an extra tail, you know. Um, something like that, um, or an immediate recharge, you know, I, I really like that. And it, it does, and it's also really useful in fourth edition to be like, Hey, you're halfway there living on a prayer. So, 
<laughs> now things are gonna get harder. Yeah. I know, but, like, the fights are so long to know that, hey, that it's, you, you got, you got, you got through the first part, you know? Um, so, and, um, minions, I think minions are cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't, basically, pack, I think too, I'm sorry. I, I was, I was agreeing. I think minions are great. Oh yeah. Where you hit them and they go down. They're, they're basically just have one hit point. Um, uh, I think that is a cool thing. And. I, I think in most any game, and I think 4th edition honestly did this the best, and I've been trying to rebuild it in Pathfinder, and 3.5, hmm. and 5th edition, is Battlefield Control. I love it. It's my hmm. favorite. Um, like, essentially the character who forces all the enemies to form an orderly line so you can only fight the one. The crowd one. control character. Oh. Crowd control, yes. I love it. Yes, yes. There's not... I mean, a wizard can kind of do it in mm. uh, right. Yeah, no, there's no, there's cheap. not that sort of movement ability in uh, yeah in fifth edition. Even though there are the, there are a lot of like area of effect spells that stay there. There's no like way. There's no good way to move enemies into them. Yeah, and it's like That's there's difficult terrain, which mm-hmm. which is a really big thing in fourth edition. But then it assumes you're using a tabletop and. You're forcing oh. people's movement by creating areas of difficult terrain um, so that they can't come all at you at once. They have to split up and go around and so like that. I mean, probably the big like crowd control spells in 5th edition I could think of are Banishment. Hmm. Um, That's a good uh, one. Fan- Phantom. I saw it last night, yeah. Phantom... Phantasmal uh, fa- uh, uh, Force. There we go. Phantasmal Force. That's right. That that is so great, and you can make it flavor anything you want. Um, uh, and I have a game based and uh, like sort of like Heroes Ancient Greece, and um, they fought uh, the Lion of Nemea again, who cool. had come back to life, uh, and cool. I reskinned as a Manticore. Yeah. And and uh, the wizard made the lion believe that Hercules was after him again. Okay, that's pretty interesting. Who originally killed him? And so it was just yeah. like chasing him around the around the thing and and keeping him away from like you know the like the cleric and other people. So that's so. cool, actually. Oh. No, yeah, it's that's one of my probably my the phantasmal force is probably the most interesting moments in the game have come from that. Uh, making a pirate believe that a minotaur, an extra minotaur, was coming after him because we have a minotaur in the party. Um, just stuff like that. It's real cool. So, but control, battlefield control is one of my favorite things to have. But we pretty much have to have it in like a video game or a tabletop, something mm-hmm. where you can mark off the areas. And the wizard in fourth edition is specifically a crowd controller. Right, right. If That's you want what the damage do. one. You got to go for sorcerer, I believe. Yeah. Sorcerer is the the DPS, the uh, DPR Mm -hmm. one. So, but, and I just, oh, I love it. But it it only exists in fourth edition, pretty much. And Mm. I I miss it, so. Be interesting to sort of see if you could. that's super interesting. You could adapt that to fifth edition. I definitely want to play a 4E game one day so I can understand it more and stuff, experience it for myself. I think, and especially 4E specifically, you have to add another tool to your tool chest of like uh, GM abilities is level design. 
because mm. it is a very visual and very map based game. So, so level design is just as important as any other part of making an adventure, the combat balance, things like that. Uh, which would be really interesting, actually. It would, it would, it would allow different people's skills to stick out in different ways, which I think is is neat. I, I, I think 4e gets a lot of hate when it's it does a lot of things very interestingly. It's mm-hmm. not like 3.5 or or other editions of D and D. It is right. is very much a wargaming game, but those games are popular for a reason. <laughs> Yeah, and like I, I think I agree with many people that it is like the purest distillation of D and D. I, I mean, I'm not saying that necessarily like as a value statement, but as far as like the hit things, right? Like bring them down, use cool powers and stuff. That is, that is the distillation right there. Um, yeah, that's what I mean, a lot of people think D and D is, and that's fourth fourth edition really represents that well. And mm-hmm. and honest and honestly, when they did fifth edition, like. I, most of fourth e's, fourth edition's problem is image, and yeah, no. I, in my in my personal opinion, is mostly just image. Like they tried to do something real different, and it was too different, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, the gamers didn't like different, and and so and then it tr- and then and then it turned into a meme. You know, right. Dark Souls is hard. Fourth edition is bad. You know, um. <laughs> and you're right; it is a meme because I've heard it from a lot of older players. Yes, uh, so that oh, we don't talk about fourth edition, but um, and and I'm and, and I'm saying I lived through the entire bit of it from the very beginning through through fifth edition too, and my only lasting criticism for it is that the fights take way too long. That's that's what I got. So, um, but um. You'd be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't, how much of fourth edition is in fifth edition. They I just, I would believe it actually. They took so so much stuff, made it over. And if you if you're not really paying attention, like the action surge a fighter gets that they're so famous for, like having multiple multiple attacks and stuff, mm-hmm. that is a fi- that is a fourth edition item. Yep, that is incredibly fourth edition. Um, and their healing surge as well, but everybody got one. Yeah, I do remember that. Everybody used to have a so, healing surge, and now it's just a second wind for fighters. The, yeah, the simplification of the skill set from fourth edition, it's came over pretty. I mean, some things got changed and stuff, but uh, the way the skills work is is extremely similar. Um, I could probably think of more. Probably the the biggest non fourth edition thing is the spells much more closely match, uh, like three point five, uh, for example. Yeah. Um, the character progression, like um, proficiency bonus, is a reskinning of how things went in fourth edition. And in fact, Sean, you'll know this from running the Star Wars game, Saga Edition. Like it's pretty much that same deal. Like Saga Edition, fourth edition, fifth edition. That 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 progression up by each level by just by the nature of gaining levels yep exactly so, so um if i had actually put it, thought to put it together i could think of more things but a lot of fifth edition is just like them just changing the you know incrementing the uh version number on stuff on fourth edition so. yeah the, the and the way it was presented mm-hmm so, but but all, most of fifth edition is just an image thing. Like, oh, it's different from fourth. Mm. Everyone hates fourth. It's different. 
I will not. say, I will say, they did take away a lot of the wargaming aspects of fourth edition mm, and and oh, and well. condense those. Oh yeah, no, no, I no. Think, I'm not I saying think the 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 beauty of fifth is also it's very simple. Yes. Oh yes. Um, it's it's uh, oh, yes. especially in comparison to fourth and three point five slash. I mean, Pathfinder. honestly, fourth is pretty simple. <laughs> Oh yeah, a lot. Uh, uh, no, yeah, a, a lot because it's really straightforward. You have abilities you can use once a day, once a battle, and like yeah, that is really easy and simple. And like I think I've mentioned it to you too, Gabe. It's that I love that because uh, it like it, it's it's an adjustment for magic too. You know. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, I love I, that idea. I in fact would say if I if I'd remember that is one of the things brought over from fourth edition is they just called it different things and. What, how your how, like how your your abilities recharge, like mm-hmm. by short rest or by long rest or something, mm-hmm. is just moving over that uh, at will day um, encounter daily from fourth edition. Like cantrips are at will powers in mm-hmm. in fifth edition. Cantrips weren't really the same mm-hmm. in previous editions. Um, kind of, kind of not. But having a like eldritch blast as a consistent damage spell with a d10. Mm-hmm. that doesn't really exist someone will say oh you're wrong but like having all those damage cantrips I don't remember them being in previous editions gotcha. um, so okay. I could be wrong I could be wrong okay. it's been a while <laughs> um, but but yeah like as far as that's like fourth edition was much more simple and in some ways it is more simple than, than fifth uh, like I would say spell no casting is probably simpler, simpler mm. in fourth oh, much, than yeah. in fifth. Also, like saving throws, there's not that concept in fourth edition. You have Ooh. four defenses, right? Yeah, which I kind of like. I, I like that. If you attack, then you roll, and if you get hit, then it's a defense. There's no. If you get hit by a weapon attack, then it's a C, and that's a static one, and they roll, or everything else you roll. Mm-hmm. You know. So, I mean, it's it's the same math, it's just in different directions. And mm-hmm. there's a lot more consistency of numbers and right. how things work and right. forth. So, yeah. okay, and we could just talk about this for a million years. I, so, I mean, that's that's the good thing about uh, role-playing games like this, is there's so much you can talk about and so much you right. can take into your we, own things and we, <laughs> learn. We, we had to throw the people who are really into, like, the crunchy aspects of it onto a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk numbers. Let's talk no, numbers. No, man. So I, I'm sure somebody out there is like, when are they going to get to the math? I want them to talk <laughs> about the dice. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I think, um, so, yeah, I, you probably know, like, you know, where where I stand on a lot of this here. I do mm. like 5th edition, how a lot of it is much simpler. Um, you just... Like doing with someone who I was, I've been doing a, a wizard character, with someone who's used to three point five, and they're like, "Oh, do I have to do this?" And I'm like, "Nope, mm-hmm. you don't. You, it's mm-hmm. just simple." And they're like, "Oh, do I have to do this?" Nope, it's just simple. Yeah. And oh, I love it so much. You don't have to worry about it as much. And as a DM, another thing about that is DMing three point five is so overwhelming in Pathfinder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Sean's laughing because he knows. Yeah, yeah, I play a lot. I used to play a lot of Pathfinder, and like I like playing Pathfinder, but you pretty much are are required to use like PC Gen or something to make your character because I just can't remember everything that the feats. The There's so many feats. I know. I know. 
And it's just like you got to get like a, a book of like, you know, here is your your feet tree. Do not do not pay attention to it. It's crazy any because like that's what drew me towards Pathfinder initially mm-hmm. because like anything you can think of there it's in Pathfinder. Yeah. It's a, it exists as a mechanic in Pathfinder and I was like, "Oh, cool." And then after I don't know, my third campaign or whatever playing, you realize like, this is exhausting. It's so exhausting. <laughs> Especially for the players because Oh man, it's a lot. Especially it's, for like new players. Oh, oh my god, for new players, like like three point five was the ma- the, uh, the similar problem. Uh, when I first ever started, I played a fighter, but I was bored. <laughs> then I made a bard. Mm. Bards are not a beginner character in three point five. No, I, I would say that for like any of the uh, magic users, pretty much, except for cleric, maybe, maybe mm. they're like an intermediate. I would say. Yeah. Um, but you still have to choose from your entire spell list, and that is overwhelming. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, I would say like uh, sorcerer. Like the, Sorcerer's good. Like the uh, just the hit, uh, unga bunga hit hit. Uh, <laughs> easier to, to do. Me, yeah, me yeah, see yeah, enemy, me hit. Especially for like an archer, because it's like okay, here are the archer feats, and you're good. The the yeah. mandatory point blank shot and whatever, you know. Yeah, I was I was. However, I was bored by it, so I played a bard and. And another thing about uh, uh, 3.5 is, like, um, wizards are really weak and bad, but they can still do stuff at first level. Bards are just the worst until level 6. They can't do anything until Mm -hmm. level (laughs) 6. And that's also a thing with the Pathfinder, because all my campaigns, they were were high-level campaigns. Mm -hmm. Like, all the players would be level 12 or higher. Um, start them out because like the thing with Pathfinder is like earlier on like a lot of people a lot of you are, a lot of uh, the classes they're shit <laughs> it's only yeah. like higher level it's like whoa all the cool stuff gets to happen yeah, yeah and there's diff I'm sorry uh, even uh, the, that's one nice thing about 5th edition is that you can be a lower level and still have things to do right I know yeah u- In- usefulness to you yeah like like there's there's damage cantrips for for casters, you can always cast something that does damage, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, like Pathfinder and three point five. You're out of spells. You have to pick up of a crossbow. You yes. Know? Um, yep. Yeah, I had a wizard in my campaign who uh, I was like, "Well, here's your quarter staff and your bow. You're gonna get choose feats for those." And and it's like, yeah, I have to because otherwise I'm useless. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and. And Sucks. if you mess up your feet choice, mm. then you're screwed. I mean, and... I give respects. Like I, I just like as when I was gming, I was like, "You guys can respect." Dude, that's I still allow people to do that now, <laughs> even even with fifth yeah. edition. It's like yeah. it's like somebody's like, "Oh, there's this thing," and I'm like, "I don't expect everybody to know everything that's available right, for right, them and what true. works the best." So I'm like, "Yeah, next time you level up, if you want to switch spells out, like more than just one, because like." The the books usually say ah oh, you can you can take a new spell and also switch out one of your old ones. I'm like if you want to switch out more than one, it's fine. Just like <laughs> once you level up, that's fine. Re redo your your feet if you want to. I don't. It's not gonna bother me. Yeah, I'm I've pretty much gone to a, a policy is if asking you shall receive. You know, yeah. Like like don't try to pull one over on me. But if you talk to me about it, like I'm pretty much down for anything. Yep. And it's just really annoying because I have one player and I'm just like, if it's not in the player's handbook, please ask first. 
and I don't think I've ever said no. But they mm. keep doing stuff without asking, and I'm just like, mm. yeah. so they just got, like, they just got to learn c- to communicate with you. To, yeah. yeah, working with your GM versus against or because I'm like I I'm super me as well. I'm super down for things that are not in the uh, like official books as long as you ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and I mean, there's tons of stuff on the the, the winter webs. Like lots of mm-hmm. homebrews, or just making one up your own. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, mm-hmm. Can you approve this? Oh, uh, maybe I'll tweak this. And yeah, and good. Or if you wanna, okay. uh, once I, I had a, I had a player before who was like, I want to play a ranger, but I don't want to have to deal with spells. And I'm like, mm. okay. And so I made a, a class for them. I made like like a a, a mix of like monk and ranger. So mm, they had key nice. points, and they could use key points to like take better shots and things like that. There it was, you go. There you go. I'm I'm down yeah. for making up stuff like that. It's cool. Yeah. And I used to worry a lot more about balance, but like my games aren't really like terribly competitive and I tend to like underdo the challenge rating anyway cuz I mm-hmm. want to I want a story and it's more interesting to me that way. Like some mm-hmm. of them are like, "Oh, what if I die?" and I'm just like, I mean, I don't want to take the element of danger out, but Right. I don't think you're going to have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, I mean, I mean, basically, with respecting, life is short. Just, just have let fun. With it life is play. short. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just, it didn't take me very long to be like, I don't like. Don't try to pull one over on me. Don't try to add stuff you're not supposed to have. Just let us not have that conversation, and you can do pretty much whatever you want. So, yeah. Um, you know, on the topic of. Uh, uh, not dealing with players, working with players and things like that. Sean, I think you had a GM tip for us. Oh yeah, I did. I did. Um, so for today's this uh, this episode's uh, GM tip, um, it's giving players control of their character. Uh, what I mean by that? So uh, as GMs, uh, we can often get caught up in our role as the narrator. Um, I mean, it's 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 the job of the GM. But um, what I uh, what I'm trying to practice myself uh, as well is um, giving up that narration piece when it comes to the players, their player characters. Um, so, for example, uh, uh, a, a common example is uh, okay. The the player character um, they roll something on their skill. They do really good. Um, very often, we're like, "Oh, you do this, 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 this." Um, Instead, give the opportunity for the player, for uh, like, okay, what do you do? Like, what does your character do? And it's like, wow, you did really well. How would you like to proceed with this? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of give them, as like as I said, control of their character. And um, on top of that as well, it's um, their, even their reactions to stuff. A lot of the time, um, they let's say on that same example, they roll a critical fail or they, they fail the, the skill. Um, very often, again, we'll be like, oh, this, this, and this happens to your character. Um, instead, it's like, okay, uh, just describe, like, give emotions or uh, the physical things that might happen to them. Like, uh, they fail a, a athletics check. Um, oh, you're exhausted now after attempting to push the block, but you could, you failed. Um, how, how does your character res- react to that? How do they respond to that? Um, and then giving them that stage, that space to have control over their character. Um, let them be able to have their character display how they want to be exhausted 
maybe their character is really proud and they're trying to hide it from the other player characters or they're like, Woo, I'm beat, I'm done for the day. Like, you know, something like that. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's about it in a nutshell. Maybe uh, you and uh, Gabe and Ben can, uh, can uh, contribute a little more to it. I think um, I hadn't thought about letting players express how they deal with their failures themselves. Uh, that's a that's a good point to add. I usually like to let my players, you know, how do you defeat this monster? How do you deal with this problem mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm. succeeded at? But I love the idea of exploring the other side as well. The failures of like, oh shit, yeah, you didn't pass. Like, how do you feel about that? What do you think might have mm-hmm. happened to cause your character to not be able to do this? Things like that. That's yes. That's a really interesting thing that I'm actually going to try and include in my session moving forward i have one today so and yeah yeah. and i think i just remembered that i have a game in a couple hours (laughs) 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 um (laughs) uh but yeah no i i really hear you on there and like i i understand that quite personally because in the game that my brother is running i'm playing a tiefling paladin who is background as being a soldier and uh we have watches and if you Every time we've we've uh, failed our perception check for the watch, like you get a natural one. He's like, "Oh, you fall asleep," and I'm like, "He's a soldier. He could get executed for falling asleep on watch." Can I say he does something else? Mm-hmm. You know, and like yeah, yeah. every that's time, that's a perfect example. That's a perfect example. And yeah. it's like every time it's like, "Nope, he falls asleep," and it's like, "He's a soldier. He will not fall asleep. He'll he'll dick around or like start gambling or something, but he's right, not going to fall right. asleep." <laughs> he's too disciplined no that's that's a that's a really good point i like that a lot that's that's a really good example yep yep so like as a gm um you control the physical parts of the world you know um narrate that obviously you have full control over all npcs and enemies but um you affect the environment and um and give the or or on emotional level as well you throw that at the player and then have them um, have them narrate how they want their character to, uh, to, to, to play it out. Yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, thanks, Sean. No problem. Right. Yeah, that's really good. So, yeah. Okay, oh. so right. let's, let's move on to the uh, module. Yeah, uh, let's get into it. I'm excited. We've got, <laughs> we've got good tools this week, definitely. We've got, we've got at least three tools on this podcast right now. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Thanks, right. Ben. It was worth the burn. Okay. It, up, it was worth it. Okay, but this has been like dunk on Ben hour, so you know, I, I no, think I'm of course. allowed some. We're, we're all we all we're all in jest here. Um do you want to do the theme and plot hook first, Gabe? Yeah, let's uh obviously Ben, why don't you roll a D six yeah. for us? As our guest. Five. Five Shades, Shades of the Past. past. Alright, you want me to read it out? Yeah, Sean, why don't you read it for us? Shades of the Past. A misfired planar experiment sends the PCs through the elemental plane of time, where they visit significant moments from their own backstories. Alternately, a powerful wizard uses divination and illusion magic to recreate key moments of the PCs' backstories and attempts to use them to break them mentally. This is uh, brought to you by Dr. Von Science on Reddit. Alright, that's the plot hook, and I rolled up the theme a little earlier today, and you'll never guess what it is. Uh, Ben, why don't you read it for us? 
All right. Oh, 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 my fave horror. This type of adventure is designed to scare both the characters and the players. Just having a monster attack is not good enough for a horror theme. The monster must first frighten the characters. This is good. I think this works really well with this plot hook. Yeah, horror being my uh, personal fave genre, even though I'm not perfect at it, but Mm. it's definitely my fave. Nice. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. And that does fit well with the plot hook. <laughs> I think that's just, just uh, <laughs> looking yeah, to say that's Google not going that anywhere for now. There we go. Okay. Okay. Good old undo. All right. Okay. Um. So, I mean. <laughs> I picked one that I, I I did not think that it was going to come up, but it fits in kind of perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote down, well, sp- literally I wrote down shitty harmonica playing dinosaurs, but I think dinosaurs fits really well in this, with this, uh... I, like, as I was reading the plot hook, I was like, oh, they can travel back to prehistoric times, right? Or, yeah. Well... Or, I mean, I know it's like their backstories and whatever, their, but... Their backstories are during the Cretaceous. <laughs> How about, like, the wizard can bring those dinosaurs to modern time? Oh, and it kind of works out with uh, yours, Sean. Good, They get could. mixed up by all this magic. So, okay, uh, maybe. so what if the party steps through a weird portal into the mm-hmm. plane of time, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and and there's, like, some sort of arcane explosion while they're traveling through it or something like that Mm. that ends up not only bringing monsters through or or not monsters dinosaurs through Mm. into wherever they land Mm -hmm. and also they like as they went through they were forced to to uh, with my tool is the party members switch character sheets um to be specific on this uh it's not the players switching their player characters. It's the player characters uh, having their character sheets, their abilities, their scores, and all that switched. So if Ben is playing as uh, Romeo, who's a barbarian, I just pulled that out of my butt, um, he gets switched. Uh, Romeo now becomes uh, a wizard, versus, and uh, Gabe's character, who was okay. that wizard, becomes a barbarian. Okay, so you're still playing your character, but as a yes. completely different class. Yes. Exactly. Oh, that's interesting. Ooh, I yes. love that. And as as that whole explosion happens and whatever, they come out and like you can even have the characters they switch clothes and weapons. That's cool, you know, to keep it simple. They're just like, wait, what? <laughs> and especially like, imagine your player, your player character, your character. Uh, is a wizard and suddenly they're the barbarian. It's going to be like, oh, <laughs> that's fun. so good. I love of, that, man. Sean. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to work out great. Oh, man. That'll be a lot of fun. Oh, man. I'm thinking so. Yeah. So we can definitely do uh, um, some some evil wizard person. Uh, he can have a generic dude. Doesn't have to be anyone um, anyone too deep. Yeah, some and, th- some wizard was experimenting on some yeah. bullshit. Um, and he's just like, uh, ha and whatever, I don't know, or whatever, just a byproduct 
with his uh, his portal. The the party accidentally steps through, or maybe even deliberately does so, and they're tricked. Whatever, um, and poof, they end up in some basic in a basically the elemental plane of time, um, which is complete bullshit. Uh, you can have like different parts of time throughout all throughout it, including of course dinosaurs. Um, I I still love the idea of the meteor being there, so clocks tick in, so they have to. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, basically that's with good. Mask. Oh my god, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, like even give the meteor a face. <laughs> and, oh, but no, but but the meteor is coming down on them. Um, and you can still have like random parts of time within it as well. Um, okay, of course, so including, I I, oh, I want to I'm I'm going with that. So mm-hmm. they get sent into prehistoric times, mm-hmm. and then parts like moments from their lives end up being transplanted yes. there. Yes. So there's like like parts of towns that seem to have just been teleported there, like a mm-hmm. cave, something like that. Ooh, yes. that's good. Just random parts from their lives. Um, Echoes from their past. Echoes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, people too. Um, uh, whether it's actually the person from the past or not, um, that can be uh, left mysterious. Um, so they don't know if maybe they're actually messing with time, you know, to kind of up the stakes a little bit. Um, but, you know, uh, ultimately they'll probably be just fine. Um, well, hopefully depending on their actions. But, uh, but yeah, like... Um, so it's prehistoric times, bunch of different echoes throughout there. Um, a lot of enemies will be, of course, dinosaurs, um, and you, you can have um, cavemen and just giant gorillas, giant anything really. Um, now, here's a question for you, Gabe, uh, to clarify for your for your tool. Does, given uh, the setting, the fantasy setting, and so forth, do they know what dinosaurs are? So I I would say that depends on you and the setting that you put this Mm. into. Mm-hmm. My Weird setting. Dragons that don't breathe fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. They're like. So what are these drakes? So my setting has dinosaurs mm. in it. There's Ooh. an island. There's there's literally like a Jurassic Park island that's Savage like a land. resort. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a resort. It's like literally oh, Jurassic okay. Park. Jurassic World. It's literally Jurassic yeah, World. Yeah. yeah, except like the dinosaurs have not like gone rampant or anything like that. Not it's yet. Like, it's because there's a bunch of magic, and so they're able to keep the dinosaurs under control. Gotcha. Um, but so in my world, uh, depending on who you are, you'd probably mm-hmm. know what a dinosaur is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in your world, if nobody's ever heard of a fucking dinosaur, then these are just weird wingless drakes and giant lizards. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I think that can offer a very interesting angle as well. Especially like with cavemen. They're like, what are these primitive creatures? Ooh, and they, so, and everybody thinks of cavemen as just being like ancient humans. It could be right. like ancient, ancient elves, versions of other races. Orcs, yeah. Ancient orcs. Oh man. You know, you can have tons of different uh, cavemen of uh, all the other races. Oh, um, oh, oh, great. even better. The ones mm-hmm. that would normally think of like, like primitive in like modern, like current D and D are actually like, like or- super advanced cultures. Yeah. Like, like orcs. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Orcs are good. Yeah. Take orcs and give them this, this, this beautiful civilization and have them like learn this tooth. Like, Oh my God, orcs. 
were actually that, and elves <laughs> took it from them, you know? Some bullshit. Oh my god. You can have whatever kobolds, you want. Kobolds are like the gnomes of age, and they have like vast underground like like networks and uh, yeah. advanced technology. And... Yo, that's yeah. great. No, that's, that's really... That's really g- I love that. You can, uh, you can definitely put a spin on it. Um, as Gabe said, depending on your setting, I'm sure... As a GM, you probably have tons of lore, so um, fit that into it. Fit that into it, um, and have that be an opportunity for your player characters to experience something that no other character in your setting probably would ever experience is a trip back in time. Mm. This is a really cool, uh, really cool idea. Um, now, Ben, uh, I'm 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 just I'm never mind. I was waiting if you were ready for your tool. But yeah, I'm. Uh, okay I'm basically uh, making this up from what you you all have uh, talked about so far. So yeah. So um, okay. So the the okay. idea I ha- oh go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was just reading Ben's. Go right ahead, Gabe. The idea I have to make it more horror themed. Yes. Is that they're probably being hunted through these woods by like. A pack of like velociraptors, basically. Yeah, sure. And and mine. Yeah, uh, that's what I, I was reading. Ben's as well. So Ben, go ahead and um, oh my share God. your tool. Time travel attracts the attention and intervention of timeline <laughs> cops or incomprehensible interdimensional beings, mm-hmm. kind of like the agency from the Umbrella Academy. Oh right, right. God. That's re okay. I like so that. So we lot. have time cops riding velociraptors. <laughs> no, no, it's both. You have to deal with both the intelligent beings that want to kill you and the unintelligent beings that well So no, Velociraptors might be smart too, but No, so so okay. Alright, this is me. I'm I, I, I when it comes to horror, um I love the Eldritch stuff, Lovecraftian stuff, and when I read Incom- incomprehensible interdimensional beings my mind went to there as well. And hey, this is in the past when um, um, some Eldritch stuff could be happening as well. You know, competing over the planet and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, throw in another force, uh, in which is it's uh, disgusting, incomprehensible creatures um, vying for the planet in its primitive state, in its primitive time. Um, uh, as when it comes to uh, uh, interdimensional beings like that, um, I believe when it comes to like uh, textbook Lovecraft, anywhere, anyway, there are um, there are these time hounds that uh, that travel through time and stuff, and uh, basically hunt you down and stuff. Um, I can't even remember the exact name for them, but uh, you can do something like that, or you can just do uh, some nasty tentacle monster, um, whatever floats your boat, whatever tickles your tickles your your fancy. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I was trying to leave it open, like, maybe, like, you know, actual time cops, or just, like, you know, the... Don't, I, don't I, go on I TV love, tropes, folks, but time cockroaches, you mm, know? I love I love the idea of just, like, this futuristic time cop, you know? even Not even a person, maybe even just a, a, an android, all right, coming in, uh, and it's just... It, Terminator. <laughs> they even arrive in the Terminator bubble. <laughs> Oh, no. what, what if he like comes in and like he finally catches up with your party and they're like I'm writing you a ticket Ew, <laughs> and man. they just write you a ticket oh, that would be so, so the whole campaign they're hunting they're hunting him down and it's just to give him a ticket oh, man. oh my god okay but but, uh, but, but, but but yeah like you as a GM do whatever you like here but um, using Ben's tool 
of um of a force of a of a of a an organization um coming from uh the future far future basically to to address this issue of um of time being fucked with okay Um, that's a great tool so to try to give this a sort of uh actual like overarching plot um the wizard that opened Mm -hmm. this this uh, portal or sorcerer mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck you want to use. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. um, was using it to try and get dinosaurs as like their minions, basically. Sure. And sure. so depending on the level that your party is, you could have regular velociraptors that the wizard has tried to like charm under his control. Mm-hmm. Or if they're higher level, hi- higher level, <laughs> higher level, maybe they could, um, Oh fuck! I lost it. May- okay, no, maybe they could be have been experimented on by the wizard to make them a tougher challenge than just yeah. regular regular dinosaurs. Yeah, um, I love that idea. In fact, uh, whenever I think of dinosaurs now, um, I can only think of uh, of Dio. I should say um, Diego, um, scary monsters stand where in which he can turn himself or anything into dinosaurs. <laughs> but uh, oh God. you, you can uh, throw something like that in there where um, you can make this wizard be a dinosaur freak of whatever kind. And, <laughs> like, and a, so, like, like like Sauron from Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that fucker! Um, St- Stegron, Stegron and Sauron. There's the two of them, the, the Stegron and yes. Sauron, the pterodactyl one. Uh, I, 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 I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you can do that. And, uh, I like, I like that idea a lot. Like, uh, this wizard, he wants to get dinosaur minions and you can make him a dinosaur fanatic. Um, and so he's like, uh, turning them into like enhancing them with, uh, various bullshit, put them on fire, ice magic, whatever magic. Um, that's a great idea. Oh my God. Challenging, more interesting. by by going back in time to to do like dinosaurs and like enchant them, he accidentally creates dragons. I love that game. That's uh, interesting. Shit. That's really that's interesting. really great. If so you want to put that in your world, and fire magic, like you're making dragons. Do you hear right. yourself? <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, that's yeah. You take a pterodactyl, combine it with a T Rex, add some fire magic. <laughs> boom. <laughs> that's interesting yeah no if but, like if you want to include that in your world that'd be a really again, good that's going to depend on your setting like for me personally um i incorporate dragons as a like they're they're god level creatures um mm-hmm. so so you know it just depends on you the listener uh whatever you have for your setting but ben that's an amazing idea <clears throat> definitely um consider that yeah i mean if so, it works with your world you can yeah. you can do that as like uh, the tie in there but then you start getting into weird like stories with table, t- <laughs> yeah, stable time loops and stuff like that. Yeah, so, uh, you listen, know, you know, I, we've I, all read Homestuck. We're prepared for this. You, yeah, you know, and when it comes to time stuff, you can. Um, time stuff is honestly pretty easy to fudge because that's um, true. You can just you can just go the Dragon Ball Z route, and it's like, oh, it just creates an alternate timeline entirely. Um, well, no, not, the the main timeline doesn't get affected. Stuff like that. You can. Yeah, I guess it depends. But I'm just saying. Yeah, like, yeah. The the most probably the the time travel story that almost everybody knows. Well, at least in the Western world knows about, and it's kind of like the the base on that. It, it involves a stable time loop, and that's Back to the Future. 
Mm, so. Yes, where it does affect it. And uh, I actually think um, that might be more effective because it raises the stakes, you know, mm. like uh, like because we have um, the echoes of their memories coming back here. Um, if they affect someone in their past, um, let's say like you can even do it with something like really basic, like uh, there's like a bully in their past life. And mm -hmm. so um, the bully ends up getting eaten by a velociraptor. And then suddenly they're just like, wait, what? I'm losing my memory of this bully. Um, mm. If you really want to raise the stakes on them, you know, to, to, to introduce them to the concept of things that happen here will change you in the present. Okay. Yeah. Though I realize that I guess this actually isn't, uh, Back to the Future isn't a stable time loop because you do change it and you do affect it. But I think right. that's actually more interesting. Right, right, you can, right. Yeah. Um, so. we're, we're throwing out ideas to, uh, there's to, a, to make it spicy. A, yeah, there's a lot of... You could go deep into time travel if you wanted to. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and Don't I, and do I, it. Uh, You'll become Andrew Hussey and just become a recluse <laughs> and, and run away from the world. <laughs> and, and, oh, and, like, and, and the point I was like trying to make earlier was like, it's, you can just do whatever you want when it comes to time stuff. You can bullshit whatever you like because... As we've seen in fiction, there's so many different laws of time. Do what you like. But yeah, as far as my suggestion goes, uh, it's um, beware of TV tropes, but look up time cockroaches. There's a lot of variations and a lot of things and a whole bunch of uh, media for that sort of thing. Okay, so, and then to continue on with having like a sort of uh, connecting line through the plot. So, what would... What's the MacGuffin? What are these? What's the party? What does the party need to do? What do they need to get to? Um, what so do you think? I'm, think I'm thinking it's going to be about this wizard. Um, I think it's okay for let, letting them know that, hey, like, have this module start with them in the wizard's uh, dungeon castle, right? And then whatever happens, boop, they go through the portal. Um, and so it's they're like, oh, shit, well, we need to get the wizard to one reset this whole plane of time shenanigans and then also accomplish our initial goal of um stopping him from taking over the city or whatever with dinosaurs <laughs> yeah i mean okay. you could just make it like like trying to escape and survive if you do want to do like a like a like a MacGuffin, an object mm. um doing that amount of like time fuckery would create would uh, require an enormous amount of energy mm. and you would need an energy source mm. i don't know if either of you have read um At atomic robo before but no. there's a character in there called dr dinosaur who is literally a sentient velociraptor okay uh, and he talks about how he traveled through time using time crystals <laughs> Mm. So maybe there's some sort of time crystal that the party Dragon needs to get. Ball Z. <laughs> um, yeah, and like, uh, and that. Well, and, and maybe the wizard is searching for it too for right. some reason. And so it's a race for for this uh, this uh, time mm, crystal. And because they're they're broken up and separated from each other, that's causing all the the weird like. You could even do time shards. Yeah, yeah, turn it into Inuyasha. Oh my god! If you want to make a whole campaign about this, yeah, yeah. And then you turn it into Inuyasha. Oh, man, this is not a one shot. No. I like no. The time shards have are inside the dinosaurs and mutated oh, no. them into. Oh into my time. god! They have time good. powers. That's good though. <laughs> oh no! 
Oh, Holy man. shit, that's good though. Oh, oh man. man. But like, but to take that idea and just keep it there, like the the time crystal is like in the belly of um, what do you call like any dinosaur you want? But maybe I was thinking um, what do you call those underwater ones? A plesiosaurus. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think you're. And like... it's tur- and it's turned it into like this monstrous leviathan. You know, that's oh my God. cool. It's like the kraken from the monster manual. Uh, basically, yeah. Um, you can even give it Which... nasty tentacles and. Mm-hmm. What have you, or 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 if you want to do, you can do a shark or or. Oh, uh, uh, you could do it like a, a megalodon if you want to do that. Yeah, megalodon, yeah the megalodon, yeah. and so like it turns it into a mutant shark, or uh, what's that gator one? Uh, it's like an, it was oh. in Jurassic World, and it's what ate the thing in the end. I don't oh, know. Right. I know, I know what you mean, but I don't, I don't yeah, remember the, the, the name. The, the, the gator whale. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. but, that's a gator whale that's what it is yeah and my yeah. mind just went to one that's an underwater one because that way you can make it massive yeah and you can you can even turn it into a stage you can go like the whole the old hercules tv show where he gets swallowed and you have to go through into the, uh, through the uh yeah the or like in uh uh in god of war when you get yeah. uh you get into the giant snake mm-hmm, or yeah. um, legend of zelda the Jabu Jabu's yeah, belly. Jabu yeah, Jabu Jabu's belly. God. Yeah. It's, so, it's a trope, but hey, it's, it's a good one. It, it's a trope I for like a it. reason. I mean, I mean, the <laughs> Leviathan of um, Hebrew and Muslim lore was like that. Like It's uh, like Pinocchio. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely like that. But like, that one's kind of based on the story of Jonah. Absolutely. Jonah, exactly. Yes, From Muslim lore, where he uh-huh. was in the belly and there was a pearl. Oh, my God. There was yeah, a pearl exactly. that gave light that so he could see underwater. Jesus Christ. Yep. Oh my gosh. That's Everything so can be traced back to mythology because that is the original shonen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got uh, a time... So, so, so Jonah's pearl inside the Leviathan and where you that, can see... That the time wizard is after and you guys have to right. beat the time wizard there using powers that you are not used to. <laughs> yeah. And and um and they're being chased by the time cops. They're being chased by both the time cops and the wizards mutated Velociraptors. Yeah. <laughs> and the time cops can either be actual, you know, rational beings or just like weird interdimensional critters. Scary that monsters, yeah. Are attracted by terrors in the time continuum. Mm-hmm. And like, ooh, to make it really horror, it's because because your the player characters have Lump, uh, leap through into this player player play, plane of time on uh they they like their bodies and souls are carrying like time essence mm-hmm. and so rather than time cops they're just they're eldritch horrors that want to feed on them yeah and oh, they, they this down stand out like a beacon because of their yes yeah um, they, they got the scent the time hounds got the, the scent the, 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 the t- exactly yeah the time hounds have their scent yeah the, oh, that's really good. Oof. I don't remember the name of those things, but uh, I like time hounds. <laughs> I mean, that's what they—that's literally what they are. Uh, Except they look more like shoggoths with lots of tentacles and eyes and mouths and stuff. I mean, the climax is a battle uh, with the wizard. Uh, Aha! The hounds of Tindalos. The <laughs> that's what they're called. Tindalos. Um, but so yeah, time hounds works. Time hounds. Yeah, that, that's what they are. <laughs> So the climax is 
a battle against the wizard. Uh, now, for sure. And how do we... Even ha- go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> oh, I was going to say uh, the wizard uh, like mutates himself into um, some kind of di- dinosaur hybrid thing. And he's like, more ha ha. Okay. Okay. No, I'm just I'm just throwing out an idea. No, I, I, that, that's and, what I was saying. Like, what are options for us to mix this up? What are different options the players and, could take to mix this yes, up? Yes, and stage two of the boss battle is all the Tinehounds converge on the point, and you have to team up with the wizard to beat him back. Oh, see, I was going to say an option could be is that maybe they get the Tinehounds to start attacking the wizard mm. after he makes his, like, uh, transformation. Like, they, like get their scent uh, onto the wizard mm-hmm. uh, just, well, just as an option. I would definitely incorporate that as a possibility, completely dependent on the actions of the, the player party. Um, they can do like some, they can uh, uh, do some kind of tricky thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe like find, um, find like a, a belonging of him and they like just drop it where the time hounds are, and so they get his scent, and then they switch over to him instead. Mm. Um, that's an idea, but uh, yeah. But it could make it the option, like depending on the players' choices and the actions, that either you have to team up with the wizard against the time hounds, or you send the time hounds after the wizard. I like that. I like that. Yeah, teaming. You have to teach uh, lesser of two evils. Team up with either one of them. I like that a lot. And, and the wizard is like, if you join me, I will give you your own dinosaur. And it's very tempting. Oh man, but, the worst but case what he scenario actually means is the time cops and the time hounds and the wizards team up. Yeah, exactly. That that would be the worst scenario. Yeah. yeah. How badly would the players have to screw up for that to happen? <laughs> Probably um just being a huge uh huge threat to everyone. Yeah. Um, I would say maybe also uh, they are able to sort of use the echoes to their advantage to sort of tie mm. tie that in as well. Maybe there's like yeah. people they could recruit from their past yes. that they know of. Yeah. To be like yes. help yes. help out with the fight or something like that as well. They can yeah, I like that idea a lot, Gabe. Um they can like influence their past just a little bit to perhaps um improve themselves a little and so forth little bonuses here and there and a lot of the a lot of the game would a lot would just be trying to figure out how to use the new powers that they have as the mm-hmm. new classes and stuff so yeah that yeah. could be combined along with um going through the the different you know zones or bubbles mm-hmm. and it sounds fun i like it a lot this does uh like really fun actually like like i'm like i'm think i'm rubbing my my chin and i'm thinking <laughs> and you could easily turn it into a campaign, but you don't have to. Right. Yeah. yeah this can uh, this can be a one shot, sure. Yeah, the but, single um, time crystal, the pearl, and the leviathan. Right. Or if you really want to stretch it out, yeah. um, have that uh, leviathan creature be a whole ass dungeon on its own. Do the time shards. Yeah, yeah. you you could. This could be a one shot, an arc, and have mm-hmm. like two or three time crystals that they have to find or an entire mm-hmm. campaign where there's yeah. like 12 can, that they have to find. Can stretch or it out. Like that. Yeah. You can definitely stretch it out. Um, and because you're on this plane of time, you can like throw in because you're an interplaner in general, you can throw in a lot of stuff, discovering things about the other races pasts. Mm. Um, 
you can do a lot of stuff. Oh on yeah, this whole there's plane of there's time thing. Yeah, there's just so many options that it would be like you kind of have to really pick and choose and really stick with the theme that you're going for there. Yeah. So if you're develop developing a one shot, I guess we could. I don't know. We want to choose like a a canonical one or at least like a, a suggested. <laughs> I think the main focus one would be um, getting the time crystal, and mm-hmm. then. Uh, and um and then defeating the wizards well not so much defeating the wizard but being able to go to uh the wizard's lair to use a time crystal to fix exactly Exactly. not necessarily kill him you could they can potentially sneak around or what have you or you know options the the big gimmick there being that you have the uh or tool sorry um that you have switched the the sheets, the character mm-hmm. sheets, and you're playing as that, and yeah. so you're you're having to try to figure that out. So that's the main like thing there, and you're in the time thing. You're it's horror because you're being hunted from all around. You have to sneak or fight your way back in, get the crystal, get out, or use it and get out. And if you want, you can interact with the the bubbles with your pasts. Uh, you can see that there is a. A powerful orc empire and that the elves stole it and that all the <laughs> quote-unquote primitive races were actually really advanced and what happened oh <laughs> that's good so. oh, i love this all right yeah this is a good module i'm happy uh mm-hmm. with what we've made uh i'm definitely gonna steal a lot of this <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm trying to think if there's anything else oh right let's uh come up with a persona for the wizard oh yeah mm, very important I like the idea. I like the idea of him being a dinosaur fanatic. Yeah, like the. I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, that seems pretty cut and dry here. <laughs> yeah, I. I would say there's like probably a couple ways you could take it. Maybe be like, um, there could be the one where he's like, I want to take over the world with dinosaur dinosaurs. Right. <laughs> there could yeah. be the other if you if you like if you'd want to do this where he's like. I love dinosaurs. I want to see dinosaurs. I want a dinosaur. And so he's Basically less... Basically a man-child. Yeah. Yes, he's less evil and more just really misusing his power. Childish. Yes, yeah. yes. It's like, I want dinosaurs. But, I like that idea. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, evil is all in, like, re- actions and results. And, like, if you're, like, you know, screwing up the entire space-time continuum and attracting the attention of interdimensional beings and, like causing all this chaos like i i would certainly call that evil too but <laughs> yeah maybe not intentionally so but <laughs> right right should we give him oh oh the wizard yeah. um do we see. call him like why did i say harrison ford the guy from jurassic park is not named harrison ford christ no i don't even remember his um, name. yeah that's a good inspiration let's call him jeff goldblum <laughs> no <laughs> i refuse um, I'm trying to see uh, these characters' names. Uh, oh, Doctor Grant, right? Doctor Grant is Doctor uh, Alan yes. Grant. There we he's go. He's the main character. Yes. Um. Oh, but oh, wait. So, what if he's named after Hammond? Then the 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 old guy Hammond, or and Jeff Goldblum's character is Malcolm. I like Malcolm. That sounds like a, a decent wizard's name. Malcolm. Mm. Malcolm Hammond. How about that? Sure. Dr. Malcolm Hammond. 
Yeah, make him a doctor, too. Definitely. I mean, when you study become a wizard, you're basically a doctor already. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that, that's a, that's a many years in, do- in wizard school. <laughs> <laughs> many, uh, about, you know, at least two years doing your wizard internship, you know? At least, yeah. <laughs> Being a wizard's assistant in someone else's tower. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that rooms to do the cleaning. I like that concept a lot. That, that kind of is, is how it is, like traditionally. Yeah. Or quote unquote traditionally. The I like the idea fantasy of tradition. the wizard's apprentice. You know, <laughs> uh, that's how you learn your spells from. Uh, from uh, Just a be master. sure to enchant your brooms to go back to normal <laughs> once you're done. <laughs> oh, Mickey. Uh yeah, this is pretty good. Uh, I don't nice. yeah I don't I don't think we need any other characters. So yeah, I love this. I love this Perfect. this module. Oh shit, what's 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 a title for it? Title for it. Uh, hmm. Journey to the Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of something based on, uh, like a saying or something. Uh, something in time. Um, Dino Blast. <laughs> dino binders dino blast oh my god bag dino boards <laughs> what is what's what's the transformers one with the dinosaurs dino pots uh, beast wars or beast wars right beast wars yeah beast wars was awesome oh um we could call it like the time crystal conundrum or something I like that. Make it about the the time crystal, so you don't give away the dinosaur stuff. Um, the time crystal of Alcabazan. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, that's good. The th- oh yeah, the time crystal could even be like in one of the like ancient civilizations. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And like like the the power. wizard like enchanted the leviathan to eat it basically to try to bring it back but it like oh, escaped oh, oh 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 so you have a tie-in for oh my god it's very final fantasy oh my goodness oh my god oh man the giant creature that eats an ancient civilization <laughs> and then one of your characters is actually a ghost all along oh my god <laughs> Oh boy! It's Final Fantasy X. You just got to make sure you have a racist basketball player. Oh yeah. my god! Always. <laughs> <Racist>. <laughs> Stupid. You always have one. Well, it's more like water polo, but whatever. Right, water polo. Yeah. Oh man. Um, Underwater polo. I don't know. Just something really dumb and generic. Uh, a crystal in time. I don't know. Yeah, the, um, I, 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 I I put the time crystal conundrum, that, but I don't know if that's... Uh, uh. Oh, you could give it a fancy day like I was trying to do, like, uh, the crystal of um, the crystal of some, some random name, you know? Yeah, that's true. I I can't think of a random name, but... Uh, I'll, let's see. Salbogazam. I don't know. <laughs> Gotta you gotta spell okay. that for me. I yeah. can't spell that. But like, is this gonna be like relevant? Is it just a fancy name for? No, fancy? it's just a fancy yeah, name, a fancy and it's name. just for the title. So people are like, oh, what's that about? And they read it, and they're like, oh my god, dinosaurs! <laughs> oh, oh man, oh, maybe we could like mangle a dinosaur name for it. Um, 
Oh yeah, what the the Latin name for dinosaurs? That that is the Latin name. Uh, uh, I don't mean like I meant specific dinosaurs, Ben. <laughs> Not okay. just dinosaurs in general. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know the Tyrannosaurus. Cholzodaz. How's that? Cholzodaz. Perfect. It's hard to pronounce. People won't know what it is. The Cholzodaz crystal. We are the time crystal gems. <laughs> if we don't save the day, we'll just go back in the past and make it that way. <laughs> nice. There was a Steven Universe, Universe episode about time travel. <laughs> yeah. Arrivederci. <laughs> that was a good episode too. Fuck. Okay. Anyway, um, I think we're done with this. Uh, yeah. Uh, this module. Nice. It's it's a good one. I like it a lot. Um. So let's yeah. Let's move on to the last bit. Uh, Ben, do you have anything you want to plug? I mean, no. I uh, generally keep private now for the last several years. So okay. Uh, I'll be in the the Discord now. Uh, now that I have been included and invited. Uh, cool. So if we make friends there, could always do that. Uh, Sean, what about you? Um, you can follow me on Twitter. Z a s n e underscore i i for Zasne the second. Um, I'll say hi uh, if you talk to me. Yeah, you yep. and you can find me on Twitter as well, Shonen413. You can look that up basically anywhere, and I'm sure I have an account there. So just add me wherever you want to. But more importantly, why don't you follow the show on Twitter where uh, my dungeon cast, our email, uh, welcome to my dungeon at gmail.com. We've got a website coming soon this week. I've talked to my friend, so we're going to hopefully get that done this week. Uh, We've got the podcast on an RSS feed. It's on iTunes. You can download it, listen to it. Please send us emails about what you thought about the episode, any uh, comments, anything you think we could do better, anything... Uh, any anything you want to uh, suggest to us for mm-hmm. plot hooks or uh, ideas, uh, GM tips, player tips, anything like that, just uh, send us an email and let us know. Yeah, give us give us more crazy ideas to roll on and try to figure out to turn into a module. Exactly. <laughs> you can find all of our modules on Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash Welcome to My Dungeon. Uh, I update all the modules there uh they have uh they're there to download so you don't have to go through and type them out like crazy like i do during the episodes um uh and uh it's it's a good way to uh have your uh voice heard as well uh you can vote on things uh you can submit ideas things like that so definitely uh go yes. go, go support us if you if you'd like uh, some extra content please do uh, the only other thing is I want to thank Marcus Fuller for the use of our intro in the Hall of the Mountain King, composed by Edward Grieg. You can find his YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Marcus Fuller. That's Marcus with a K. That's it for this week. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, mm-hmm. Very good episode. Thank Had you. lots of fun. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and as always, don't delve too deeply without protection. <laughs> Bye. Bye, peace.